Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Cheers lads. Cheers. And this one's also for Eddie. Oi. This one's for Eddie as well. <laughs> I'm going to open this up. Or try to. <sighs> Thank you, Eddie. This is not very rock and roll, but I can't actually open this beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I'll chuck it to you. Brendan, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, guys. (laughs) No worries, man. Lovely to see you both. Um, Thanks for coming. It's been pretty pretty shitty weather. Well, it it only just came on, but... um, I called it. I called the weather. I called it. Okay. I called a couple of days ago. Yeah. I saw those clouds with the little hooks on the end and I said, rain's coming in a couple of days and, and my workmate it. didn't believe me. He yeah. said, you're full of shit. I'm like, yeah. There it is. It's here to settle for a few days. <laughs> Why didn't he believe you? Well, I don't know. Because the, uh, the weather forecast said sunny. Good duck weather. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> oh, uh, can you pull the mic just a little bit higher? Sorry, I should have done that before. <sighs> <laughs> that? This is rock and roll. Yeah, cool. You want to talk yeah. just right on top? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now we can hear you. That's amazing. Um, yes, thanks for coming down, man. You, you're a busy man. It took it took quite a few goes to, to get this together, but I really wanted to do it. Persistence paid off. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know, um, I know you, you probably probably fed up with me emailing you but um, never no never good, good fella like yourself no i never tire of it oh thanks man um we we go way back right this whole crew here we've known each other what 15 yeah 15 long years time, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah almost last century that's that's how long ago it is we're showing our age there but you know we're on a, we're on a good uh moisturizing plan for our skin and that's yeah. right i know man you, I, I was actually gonna say that i hope this doesn't come across as weird but you look you're one of those dudes that look exactly the fucking same yeah well i had a um sponsorship with l'oreal um <laughs> many years ago and max factor but yeah. uh yeah the contract ran out but i still had a lot of uh leftovers no that's not it <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh well a asian don't raisin so i'm i'm also <laughs> It's it's gonna be like uh, you know uh, fifty sixty years of looking like this, yeah, and then awesome. uh, Mr Miyagi straight away. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm the only one that's aged. <laughs> I wasn't I was, gonna say. I wasn't gonna say it. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I lost a bit of hair. Yeah, that's about it. But. That's about it. Yeah, but man, we we um, this is so awesome. It's like a bit of a reu- reunion, man. It is. You played your first show with my old band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just uh, mentioning that before. Um, yeah, many, many years ago, 2004 or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, still got fond memories of that gig. Yeah. yeah, that whole period was awesome. Yeah. We just, we didn't even have to, there was no Facebook at the time. Well, no. I think Facebook was very new. Nah, no, probably, we, probably not we, even uh, around. MySpace, MySpace would have been the MySpace thing back and then. PerthBands.com, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> what a gem right. that was. PerthBands.com, yeah. yeah, yeah. Forums for the win. Yeah, the times have changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, re- I remember uh, all those days. Yeah, very fond memories of that. Growing, smoking a lot of uh, cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smoking a lot of cigarettes, drinking a lot of beer. A lot of alcohol, a lot of cigarettes, but somehow through all of that, still remember 
back that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all the venues that have come and gone as well throughout that time. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a been a lot of changes, but um, I think the Perth scene has grown at, for the better since then, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more venues. I don't know. It's just it's a different vibe out there now. Mm. Yeah. Does it yeah. does it feel more organised? Because I remember back when we were playing the shows, it felt like we were a bit of chaos of everyone trying to just. I think it's the old thing. You just you get used to doing things and organising shows and seeing crew, and um, you just get better at it. Mm. You know. So I think. Well, I can run away. Was it? Was it easier to get gigs back in those days and book venues as it is now, or is it harder to? I, I don't think, know. Like, well, I, I, because I used to put on events and I used to book gigs and stuff, and I haven't done that for years, so I don't yeah. know what the whole if it's. Oh, it's still the same. Yeah, no, it's still reasonable to get gigs now, but I think it's uh, the longer you do it, the more profile you get to your name. So if you're hitting up a reputable venue, the more than likely to get back to you. Otherwise, yeah, back in the day, you'd be doing. The railway hotel and Swan Basement and things <laughs> yeah. like that, and they'd be the only ones willing to give you a go. But you know, as you build relationships with um, you know venue managers and booking agents and stuff like that, yeah, it does get easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those those venues you could suck and it didn't matter because no one would be there. Yeah, well, I mean, places like the Castle, you know. <laughs> yeah. So many bands came out of the Castle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so many good bands. Well, you get yeah. a DVD of your performance as well. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's a winner, right? There. Yeah. You can see how bad you sucked. Yeah. 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 Review it afterwards and go, shit, did I really sound like that? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, as much as, yeah, you, you kind of need those venues, though. You yeah, need, I mean, that's you, how you cut yeah. your teeth. You exactly, get the experience. Yeah. You get better at it. Yeah. And, um, mm. yeah, no, but- it, it's a good scene out there now, I think. Yeah. I remember just getting a show, just being ecstatic. Just having a show. Yeah. Be, being booked anywhere, like, oh, we get to have a time slot and we can play. Like, I remember just being so, like, my mind was blown by that idea that we get that time, you know? Oh, you just get yeah. that. It's that old passion of youth and excitement. And yeah. I think it's just trying to keep those excitement levels up. Exactly. As the years go by. Exactly, yeah. And um, not letting the... Uh, the mundane stuff that happens in the weekly world get to you and, and just keeping the, <laughs> yeah. the drive, which which gets hard over time. It does. But uh, you're right. You've got to keep that spot. You've got to not get jaded. Yeah. You know, it's very easy in, 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 in any sort of yeah, I creative mean, or performance-related industry where well, you It's like jaded. anything. I mean, you just you, you fall into the trap of just doing the same old all the time and, yeah, and, and you don't push yourself, you don't challenge yourself and mm-hmm. you end up watching – the Bachelorette or something <laughs> rubbish like that, and that's what you get off on for the week. And um, yeah. for myself, no, that's 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 not me. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather be playing music or putting on shows or going to gigs and stuff like that. It's, mm. it's a lot more exciting and socialising. You know, getting out there and talking to people. And I think with social media, um, you know, people are quick to send through a PM or a private message or a text or something like that, and they think that that's that's the way to, to keep communications between people alive. But there's nothing better than getting in front of people, having a beer, yeah. catching up and face-to-face and, yeah. and mm-hmm. having a few yeah. laughs and, yeah. Yeah, it, it took me a, a while to realise that I didn't have to, like, stick to one thing. Yeah. You know, and I, I really battled with that for a while yep. because I felt like I needed to, even though it wasn't working, like, whether it be a genre or whatever, like, 
felt that I had to stick with it. Yeah, like oh, I've got to commit. I've already committed. I've got to commit to it. But you don't. You can. You can change. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, like for example, you. I, I'd never imagine you in a band like Catan. Yeah, exactly right. You but, know. I mean, I, I'd always been fa- a fan of electronic music and, and dance music and disco and stuff like that. Synths, and it's always been there for a long time. And I thought, you know, what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's an opportunity here. Um, so I'm gonna try something different. Get off the the drums and the guitars and the mass distortion and the loud amps and stuff and yeah, get behind a, a set of keys and, and have some fun with that. So you know, it's been good exploring that musical journey too. Um, but yeah, back back on the heavy stuff now, which is good as well. That's cool. Yeah, so I've got both of them going, Catan, and then yeah, new band going on, which should be coming out soon. So yeah, you still doing um, Bayou? No, no. So yeah. Bayou finished up um, after ten years in January. Um, just felt the journey of this that. year, January this yeah, year. Yeah, January this okay. year. Yeah, yeah. We played our last show at the Indie Hotel, supporting a band from the US called Yawning Man, and um, yeah, it was a little bit sad to to see it go. Um, but yeah, it just felt right as well to 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 call it a day and try something new. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's ah, it was good. Mm. Good while it lasted. Yeah, a lot, lot of funny memories and met a lot of good people along the way and, um, yeah, had a lot of fun, yeah. I think yeah. We, we played with you guys once at the railway. I think it was the railway once years back. Yeah. You know, Matty Trash played. Yep, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, geez, that's coming back at the railway as well. The railway, wow. yeah. Mm. Awesome. That place is still kicking. I know. I, th- Look, I think, yeah, yeah, the RTR festival was there. Well, this is the thing. I, I think there's... Those venues, um, people are pumping money into them. Those like the Civic Hotel, now it's the Milk Bar, and it looks like to be a very happening place. They're really launching, I think, next weekend. Um, and there's high profile bands going through there, they've pumped some money into it. But, um, you know, as high rise buildings go up around, and, and you know, people want to go into their apartments and stuff like that, everywhere close to the CBD, there's, there's less of those venues around. So, Mm. Yeah, no, there's money being pumped into them, so some good stuff going on there. Yeah, because I know there's a, I think it's a, there's a metal show happening at Amplifier in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and just in in my mind to to even do a heavy show at Amplifier nowadays, just nah, like I wouldn't want to go. Yeah, just because the venue lost its cred to me, I feel like it's lost its cred now, having that bowling alley and just it doesn't feel. Welcome to heavy music like it used to back in the day. Yeah, well, sort of, uh, it's welcome to 10-pin bowling and, uh, <laughs> and mediocre stuff. And uh, great kebabs out the front. Always. City kebabs. What an institution that place. Oh, my same, goodness. The same, the young kid that used to work at the kebab place still works there. Still there. Jeez. Still there. Yep. I still get kebabs there. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, we've seen, we've. We've seen a lot of things come and go, bands, mm. venues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember, th- there was that kind of uh, that time where a lot of venues were closing down. You remember that? That's right, There was yeah. that one year that we lost like four or five venues in one hit. Mm. We yep. lost the bakery. We lost all these places. Even though the Rocket Room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that used to be a good good venue right in the middle of the city. Small, yep. but it, it drew. Like, crowds used to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became a male strip club and more people are going there. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but maybe I need to check it out. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah. you go down well. Okay, this well, <laughs> I'll be a punter and anything else that's going on there. Yeah, 
Yeah, but like you said, like new stuff will pop out, like and and it'll replace it. You know, there's new stuff. The, yeah. the turnover is always happening. You got to keep looking forward. Yep. I think that was. I went through a period where I was really just looking back. Yep. Stuck. You know, missing all the venues that were there and the times that we had. But yep. You, that that's like a surefire way to just get depression. <laughs> you got to move forward. Like well, you got to. That, that's the thing. You know, you, know, you get older and 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 your friends don't want to go to shows. They become settled at staying at home, and then that's definitely me. Yeah. And you, yeah, <laughs> and look, you ask people, hey, do you want to go to a gig? And they're like, oh, I don't go to those anymore. I'm like, what? You yeah. know, I think it's you know, if it's in your heart and it's in your blood and soul, then seeing live music is just an experience you're not going to get off watching YouTube or watching it on your phone. Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, just the whole experience. It's like watching a movie at the cinema, you know. Yeah. You can watch it at the cinema, get that grand thing going on. It's like you, you're transported into another little dimension or you could, uh, yeah, go to a live music and, um, yeah, be part of that that show, you know. Mm, and that's yeah. and thing that I get caught out in shows is I, I like to take a, a few little videos here and there, you know, and then upload it to the socials and share bands around and stuff that's going on just to keep people in the loop on the cool stuff that's happening in Perth. But mm. I used to be a, a, a bit of a, I don't know, I get sucked into, oh, I need to hold that phone there for like five minutes and you've just missed that experience, you know. It's, mm. yeah. you, lose, you lose the appreciation yeah. for what you've, what you've paid for. <laughs> yeah, and I think after a while, you know, people watch like a minute or whatever on their screen. It's like, all right, I've had enough of this. You know, they're not, they don't need to see something yeah. from a phone. They just want to get a taste. So, yeah, just just a little bit on there and share it out there on the, on the socials is always good too, you know. Mm. Yeah. A lot of good things happening in Perth, a lot of good bands coming out. Um, yeah. Well, as I was going to say, it's like for me, like it's really only if I know the band or if it's something that's really good, like yep. a good lineup, I'll go out and see because- to see new, it's something you were saying earlier when you're seeing younger kids doing music yeah. and younger people like these new bands coming out that are really fucking good. Yep. Nah, fuck them. Like I don't want to see them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see them. I feel comfortable with the way I'm playing and the way I'm doing. I don't want to see younger keep younger people doing better than me. Yeah, oh, it's always that bit of that envy. You're like, oh, well, it wasn't I that good when I, you know, when I was that age. But um, yeah. it, it's just healthy to see new blood coming through, new mm, music, yep. mm. and new inspiration. You know, you see these dudes and and and. Or ladies, you know, uh, that are really good at their instruments and songwriting and stuff like that, and and it just it drives you to keep going, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, you need that new blood to keep the scene fresh as well. Totally, you know, new punters, and that, that's what's important. People coming out, seeing shows. Um, yeah, I was saying before that went to the show on on the weekend, the Omroon launch, and. It was really good. It was an, it was my first show after this whole COVID restriction thing, and it just seemed to be a different appreciation out there for shows, and people were a bit more hungry for it, which was good. Mm. Um, because yeah, a lot of a lot of effort happens be- behind the scenes on on putting on shows, and I don't think people understand that. And um, it's nice just to yeah. see people come out and appreciate it. It's such an easy thing to walk by. You know? Absolutely, and yeah. <laughs> you know, like literally walk by a, a, yeah. a venue. Someone's you know poured. Yep. Hours into designing a poster, yep. booking the venue, trying to promo it on on social media. And, I think it's and people go five bucks now. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's yeah. Uh, and and you bring up a valid point there. I mean, you, you're like talking movies again. You'll see a movie, you'll pay like twenty twenty five bucks at the cinema, but then you're charging like five to ten bucks to go see three bands, and they're like, oh no, that's too much. It's a rip off. You're paying ten bucks for a beer or something like that, <laughs> yeah. and then you've got three, four bands that have put so much effort into it, 
and then you got the 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 promoter and the venue and all that money gets divvied up and unless you've got a few hundred people out there you know people are just they're making nothing and look you don't really do this stuff to you don't make music and put on shows to make squillions of money and there, there are people that do that but um I think with underground music, you, you do it because you love it, you know, but you don't want to be out of pocket either. Mm. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to pay bands something and, um, yeah, as a promoter, it's nice to not have it cost you bulk dollars as well, yeah. you know. So, what we need to do, we need to do a lockdown every couple of months and yeah. then put on a big gig and drive everyone to go to a gig after the lockdown. Yeah, the one. Great <laughs> idea. <laughs> every couple of months, we'll just lock down everyone and then promote a gig and you watch. Yeah. <laughs> just need to have a word to the government and see what they can sort out for us. I'm sure they can sort out some uh, new thing to lock people down with. <laughs> I'm a, I, I was actually going back on that um uh, the money thing you're talking about. Yeah, when we were studying at TAFE, I remember going through that whole that you know tell us about the um essentially the the management side and putting on gigs and literally when you break down all the money that um the promoters crew everything labels all that stuff by the end of it the band gets like fuck all zero at the end of it. it's yeah. just amazing to see how much it all gets broken down yeah and well, people out there saying you know bands are making millions of dollars well are they I, look, I think it's reasonable to be charging a higher price than than what was typically had in the past like 10 bucks 10 bucks to get into a show has been going on for I don't know, 30 years or something like that. Mm. I think something double that, 20 bucks to see three killer bands and good production. You can see that the effort's gone in there. I mean, yeah, sure, there's there's shows that you may think, oh, gee, what what, what did that money get me? But when you, you pay a little bit extra and you can see the effort that's gone into it um, and, and production and stuff like that and, and the bands are all high caliber. Mm. You know, it makes you appreciate it more and go, oh, 20 bucks, that's that's worth nothing. And mm. it, it's an ecosystem. It is. So, it, yeah. you know, like your 10 bucks goes a long way into feeding all these other people that it, it splits up to, into, you know. I mean, Do at the end of the day, absolutely, like bands make fuck all, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but- look, I, I remember seeing bands many years ago back in the 90s and you'd be charging like, I don't know, 30 bucks or whatever to see an international band. Now you're paying $100. Why shouldn't it be the same for local bands? You know, that, that, that's my point. It's, I think a lot of local bands undervalue themselves on, on what they're worth, mm. you know. We yeah. got you got to factor in the the Uber rides to get there and the uh, yeah the the Maccas at the end of the gig. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I remember like we used to do gigs and you'd get like twelve bucks at the end of the night. Like yeah. wicked, I can go to Maccas and get something to eat. Like fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. That's it. Even Maccas has gone up. I mean, like a <laughs> Big Mac Big Mac value meal is going to cost you almost fifteen bucks. Yeah, you know? you know, everything goes up, and I think the value of bands needs to go up too. You know, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, and people people don't want to legitimise what they do as well. I think people are very shy sometimes. They are, they are. Yeah. And look, you got to you got to stand up for what you believe, and and if you mm. think you're worth it, then then speak up. You know, fuck, we were crazy as kids. Hey? Do you remember being in the pit? All all those shows. Oh man, remember, I've suffered that, that- so many injuries. <laughs> you know. <laughs> One of the worst ones is I went to the Sex Pistols and I remember um, that was in the entertainment centre and some dude was crowd surfing me and, and he's crowd surfing and he just kicks me in the face and knocked me Jeez. out for like, I don't know, 10 seconds. And and then I've had my feet smashed so many times, but uh, 
There's a couple of ingrown toenails happening there because of oh my God. casualties <laughs> of the mosh pit. So, know? for pe- people that don't know, like, all us three here, we used to go into the mosh pit for, like, yeah. the, these really heavy metal bands. I yeah. S- oh, I sound like such a pussy now. <laughs> <laughs> these really heavy metal bands. But, like, you know, there, there was that boom in, like, uh, what, what do they call it? That metal, that that metal core, when it, when metal core yeah. came out, and, and we were just throwing down in the pit. Oh, the, I, the I Discord days and things like Discord, that. Discord, yeah, yeah. You, you had that totally, um, new wave of American heavy metal going through with Kill Switch and Lamb of God and all that. Yeah, I, all that stuff yeah, that yeah. was happening. Back I lapped in the day. all of that up. I lapped it up. I loved it. I <laughs> fucking you, loved it. You yeah, had your sound waves going through and all that <sighs> stuff. There was there was yeah, look, massive um, scene going on at the time, and yeah, like you said, Discord and all that stuff happening and. Yeah, and that was the thing, you know. Even the local shows had some mad pits in them, as much as the international Absolutely. shows. Yeah, and I used to. Fo- I, I used to get fucked up. I used to get trampled yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we would just go back for more and, and with our backflips. Oh, shit. yeah. I, I can't crazy. remember what gig it was. If it was a local, or it might have been a sound wave or something. But I just remember being in the pit and having a shoe hit me in the head. Yeah, yeah nice. A couple of minutes later, the person came with it. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Did, they, did they get the shoe back? And- I, I don't know. So, just a shoe. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking shoe. And the next thing I look up, there's a fucking person coming. <laughs> Wasn't Cinderella with the magical <laughs> slip or something? Ball gown on. What are you doing here? We, we've actually had Sam, um, you know, Sam Allen. I certainly we, do. We, lo- yeah. we love Sam Allen. We've had him on the show uh, Twice. Once or twice, I twice, can't remember. Twice, but he got injured in the pit. He's got like a permanent injury from. The oh, really? Pit, doesn't he? Oh, I'm not sure, man. Yeah, I'm- I heard that he like dislocated one of his le- like a leg or something. Yeah, it's, it's been with him. Like it's been. Oh wow! It'll play up every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a bit too personal. I don't know if I, that's bad to bring that up. But <laughs> Sam's going to get in contact with you. And bust your balls. <laughs> no, that's no, okay. But no, it's just like I'm surprised at how many. I'm surprised we survived that. Well, I did I anyway. Just, I was going nuts in the pit. Like, yeah. I, would, I would like spit just through all that shit. Yeah. Oh, you, just careless and crazy. Like, you get caught in the it. moment, you know, yeah, and, and you're having a fun time and, you know, I might have a few drinks as well. So, you know, the edges cut down and, and, and you just get into it. And it's breakdancing for metal, right? <laughs> it was. It's flexing. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm showing off. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm going Look, nuts. I, I, I've, I've seen I love a, it. I love it. I've seen a circle pit around the pillar in the middle of Amplifier. <laughs> yeah. You know that one pillar that's just yeah. in the middle of it? I've seen a circle pit around that. And I was just like, how the fuck? Awesome. Awesome. That was fucking good shit. I can't remember who it was, but. Can't remember. I mean, it, yeah. it's metal shows. It's the same with like electronic music. Everyone's in sync in, into that vibe, into the groove, and yeah. you get that collective energy, and you just feed on that. And very tribal. It is. It's very it tribal. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good feeling. We used to call you the Hulk. We still do, kind of. Well, some <laughs> people still do for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, my skin skin isn't green, you know, so I don't know. Did that ever get on your nerves when we called you Hulk? Nah, look, no? I've, I've had that for a long time. I think the, the first dude to call me that was Ray from Discord and yeah. kind of stuck with that. Yeah. Um, and, I remember you did a Halloween thing, you actually fully, fully hulked yeah, up and look, green I, and everything. I've, I've hulked out a few times. I've donned the, uh, the green body paint and... Worn the ripped up clothes and the all ripped that. shirt. Yeah, yeah, did totally. it for, for Halloween a couple of times. I've even hit a couple of comic cons for a bit of fun, and yeah, that was that was a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, because you're a big comic book fan, right? You're love a massive comic, superhero love fan. It, love it. Yeah, yeah. Ha- have been for a very long time. Um, still collecting. Still an avid collector. Uh, Lath at Chaos Pop, uh, fantastic yeah, shop. Nice. He's uh, my dealer. 
<laughs> you get all yeah. the, new, the new shit from him, the hot yeah, stuff. Look, yeah, look, I get a lot of new stuff, but I, I'm really keen on on old stuff from the '60s as well. And it's and it's just like a little uh, time capsule. You know, you, you read these books, and you've got the ads going on, and then you've got the art that's really wild and reflective of the time, and then you'll have these stories that are underlying in them. And you know, I mean, kids will read it and it influences them and, and if it's a good story and a good writer, it's just like reading a normal book. It's just like modern modern times mythology. You know, you can learn mm. something out of it. And I think that's why a lot of comic book films now are doing so well with Marvel and people catching on. Um, because yeah, I mean people want to be inspired. And I think when times are dark as they are out there now <laughs> You know, I think it, people are looking for that escape and that's why comic books are, are really popular yeah. and also a message, you know. It's, yeah. it's important There's stuff. There's a lot of universal themes within. Yeah, there is, man. The, there yeah. is, you know. I mean, man, I was always a big fan of, as a kid, old classic mythology, Greek mythology, Roman, all that stuff, man. Nordic, Norse. Norse, yeah. yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's Love all that. And all then, the Viking shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that stuff and- um, you know, and then you've got the same themes going through um, in comic books. And it's, it's really cool read. Yeah. It's inspiring stuff. All the archetypes and all the- Yeah, the yeah. He- well, the, hero, the hero and the anti-hero. And- it's the hero's journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they exactly. say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like to do a lot of reading on that stuff as well. Um, it's fucking interesting, man. Yeah, there's yeah. a dude out there called Joseph Campbell that's passed away that um, he- analyzed a lot of all this mythology in times and found like a common theme amongst all this mythology but it was just different cultures that put a different spin on the same themes yeah and um yeah there's a lot of similarities out there and then that passed on from like pagan religions to organized religion to what it is today but yeah i think a lot of it gets a bad rap but there's some important messages to be learned there it's an interesting read. Mm. I, yeah. I I still can't work out how Thor, who is a apparently a Greek god, Norse Norse god, yeah, Norse, sorry, yeah, got into the Marvel universe with Iron Man because are they like com- two completely different uh, things? Um, <laughs> two different timelines. Yeah, almost, well, yeah. just like because I thought like the god Thor, yeah, was is from an old, like mythology, like Greek mythology. Norse, then, yeah. But, uh, North, sorry. Like, oh, the same thing, Greek and Norse. Yeah. But then he finds himself in the Marvel comics. Yeah. Because he was he preceded Marvel comics, didn't he? So- The, the idea of Thor. This, this whole conversation is going to get very geeky now, and I'm probably going to reflect on how much of a geek I am, so I'm going to apologize, but that's the way it is. But yeah, look, oh, it all happened like 1962, 1963, Stan Lee's- Stan Lee and Jack Kirby are creating all these amazing heroes and Iron Man comes out, does his thing. But before that actually was Thor and the way that that happened, there was like this dude called Donald Blake and he is in uh, Norway and he comes across this cave and he's got and these aliens come down and he's trying to escape them and he comes across this cane and smashes the cane on the floor and he... He turns into Thor and, and then it all just happened there. And I think what the thing was at the time, yes, yeah, Stan Lee was just looking for new ideas. You know, you had this technological guy with Iron Man and then he's like, oh, I like um, old school mythology. Why don't I throw that in there? And then, you know, all, all the other things that he created. Um, it's just it's just more variety to, to 
touch people with different stories, you know. Um, but, uh, but on the way, but wasn't Thor like in the times with like Zeus is a Greek god? Yeah, yeah. So Zeus I like, it, that, but didn't did, did, did Stanley steal real mythology and put correct. into his own? Yeah. Comic so books? if you if you read Thor comics, who is also my favorite comic book character. Um, Stan Lee will actually give uh, stories like, you know, when he started writing it all the way back to those ancient times and he's taking all the stories of Loki and Hela and, you know, all the other gods, Bolder the Brave, all that stuff and he's just putting it onto paper, just taking it all straight out there and, um, yeah, plagiarising it basically. (laughs) Well, but, that, I didn't want to say those words, but essentially, that kind of yeah. He, well, that, he didn't he didn't create Thor. No, he didn't. No, no. no he just I mean, he, yeah. he just stole the stories and um, just translated them to to the crowd that was happening at the time, which was kids and teenagers and and that whole counterculture thing of the sixties. You know, mm. um, yeah. But no, fantastic writer. Yeah, yeah really cool. I've okay. always been amazed how the wow. No, I mean, I I. I'm a comic book fan myself, but I'm a DC person. Yeah, that's okay. I'll and, forgive you. But uh, like, I, <laughs> I, hasn't has, is Marvel still making Avenger movies, or have they done like? No, no. Well, so with the whole COVID thing, like, I, my, yeah, they, they they milked it. I felt they milked them too much. They milked them too. They just kept going. Like, well, man, when when they're making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, there's, there's still a uh, and. An appetite from people in, out yeah, there. There's yeah, a market yeah. out there, and people can't get enough of it. And with the COVID thing, that's just put a damper on those films coming out. I think the next one coming out is Black Widow, but that, that's all till next year. There's no films coming out. Um, but you know, there's the stories that resonate with people. Mm. You know, like I said, they, people want to be inspired, and, and they want to see, you know, stuff that mm. that yeah keeps them uh, motivated. Mm. And I think comic book films do that, just like old mythology did that. You know. Mm. We're still waiting for Wonder Woman 1984. 1984. That looks fucking good. Yeah, that looks <laughs> pretty killer. Um, who knows? I think it's coming out in November or something like that. It's been delayed for a bit. Mm. But yeah, I do love DC as well. Yeah, it's good stuff there. You've got like an endless like source to draw from. Yeah, absolutely. That's why there's so many movies. Like you can just keep pumping it out because there's so much lore. There's yeah. so much backstory and new story that you can make. You know, all, all that stuff, you know, it's- all those Marvel comics, like Thor and all that stuff, it's sixty years worth of stories there mm. to to, mm. to yep. drive your movies off, and you know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all that stuff's been going on since the thirties and the forties. So there's so much storylines going on there. Mm. Um, so yeah, lo- lots of good stuff to to make movies out of. And then you just need to incorporate one element of time travel, and it just keeps going. Oh, once yeah. time travel's in there, yeah, you, you've yeah. just. Or a portal that where, where <laughs> people that's, that, people can cross dimensions. That's yeah. all. It's, that's it's all, all happening. Yeah. It's all over. I need to think of my Halloween outfit. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to wear. Yeah, I got to do one myself. Yeah, I, I still there's still one Halloween costume I want to do, but I don't know if it's too soon. Oh, God, uh, no, don't I'm say not, Donald Trump or something. No, no, but worse than that. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, you probably know what it is. I keep saying it, but I, I don't know. Uh, Hitler. <laughs> is it too early to dress up as Hitler? Come on. Isn't Halloween about dressing up as something evil and something bad? Is that not like the greatest oh, Halloween uh, costume ever? You can give it a, you're more than welcome to give it a try. <laughs> you could. Yeah, I mean I'd like to see you walk through the streets of Perth with that on. 
Um, you might get a few uh, okay. funny looks and, and some criticism, but um, yeah. But it, it's Halloween. It hey, is. You do Hitler, I'll do Pol Pot. <laughs> uh, Brendan, you'll, I don't know who Brendan oh, is. I don't yeah. know, I'll do Stalin or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Mussolini okay, or something, yeah. I don't know. It'll be like three like crazy di- dictators. <laughs> yeah. Is that too politically incorrect? I mean, it's, it's evil, right? You're dressing up as something evil. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you do the whole outfit? The whole oh, look, people thing? get dressed up as serial killers. Well, f- you there know. you go. Yeah, yeah you if know. I went as like Norman Bates or something, no one would exactly that's say anything. anything. If you, yeah, well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Go- I'm not getting into this discussion. No, no okay, no. okay, Hitler's done. But uh, Norman Bates, <laughs> Norman Bates doesn't exist, so that would that kind of wouldn't work. <laughs> no, I'd have to be. I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer or Ed Gein yeah. or Charles Manson. Or something Could I be like Epstein that? with the rope around my neck? <laughs> like, was that, would that be? Would that be all right? <laughs> Like an Asian Epstein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I like to see that. Yeah, yeah just hanging around a kid's primary school or something <laughs> as well. With a bag of lollies and a white van, you know, it'd be perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, Halloween is actually coming up. Halloween How- is coming up. That it- fucking yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, yeah. shameless plug for one of my shows coming up. <laughs> so, yeah, at the Rosemount. Uh, can, I, can I help you with this plug? This is going to be really lame. No, yeah, please do because there's so many bands on there. Return to the surface. Return to the surface. So, yeah, old mate Russell from Giant Dwarf, um, and he hit me up and working cool. on a bit of a show uh, at the Rosemount. A lot of good bands on there. Um, for Halloween, starts pretty early in the afternoon. It'll be going all night. Um, we've got Injun Ninja, Scalp Hunter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yomi Ship. Yomi Ship. Mage. Mage yep. are fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, Om Room. Yep. Uh, Giant Dwarf. Yep. Injun Ninja. Uh, shout out Steve. He's been on here as well. Yep. Um, so, that's going on at the Rosemount on, on Halloween. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a happening show. You can dress up. You can dress up as Hitler if you like. <laughs> And rock up there. And- I don't know if you want to redact that or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. If you, if you want to do it, that option's there for yourself. If someone does that. I yeah, I, I don't know. I'll be... I don't know what I'm dressed up. Maybe I'll get dressed up as the Hulk so I can have Again? extra extra strength to, to lift up all those bloody amps. Yeah. Damn orange amps. But, they're uh, so heavy. They sound so good, but they're Eric, so heavy. Eric Banner Hulk or Edward Norton Hulk? Uh, probably Edward Norton. But I do like Mark Ruffalo as well. Sorry, yeah, I completely forgot about Mark yeah, Ruffalo. Yeah, well. Eric, Eric yeah. Banner was was good. And I like Eric Banner. He did a fantastic chopper, but just the Hulk in that film looks so crap. You yeah, know? yeah, and yeah, too too CGI. Yeah, I think it was Ang Lee that did that film, and there was a bit of a good story going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was too CGI. Yeah, yeah, it looked he looked like plasticine. And then he got really tall as he got really stronger, and it was like he's like looks like a video game, more. yeah, like a, like some twenty feet tall, yeah, and, and it, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> wasn't a fan of that film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just need to pee. I'll yeah, go go, oh, go for it. Yeah, so you've actually got to do backline for all those shows. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'll be doing backline. So there'll be three stages set up set up at that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So backline will be a big day. Doing that. Is it just you handling the whole thing? Uh, not unless I've got some volunteers to help me. <laughs> well, if ha- no, honestly, uh, get in touch. I need some help. <laughs> no, nah, look, I, I'm if sure. If you want, I'm, I'm more than willing to. We can come down if you want I'll, on those nights. No, nah, look, it, no? it'll be all right. I'd 
Oh, we just want free tickets. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but we, that old we, chestnut. Yeah. More than willing to help if you ever nah, need thank it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, those yeah, no, those would be good shows. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. it it'll be good just to get a huge amount of bands I- into a venue. I, that hasn't happened in a while in itself. Yeah. I think the days of, of big festivals has been, yeah, blown away as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, you've got Halloween, which I think will be an advantage because people that ge- oh, generally are into 100%. bands that don't really have a Halloween party to go to now have something to go to. So. Massive party yeah. to go to. So, you know, I mean, you could go there, watch a few bands, then go trick-or-treating around the neighborhood for a bit, get some lollies, but yeah. just make sure you're not dressed as Epstein. <laughs> and, uh, or Hitler. Or Hitler, <laughs> you know. Don't, don't carry a knife or a gun either. No, know. no, I don't not think you'll get let into the venue if you do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But, you know, it, it should be a big night and, and a big day. And, and, yeah, just good to see, yeah, live live shows again. It is, yeah. Yeah. Especially of that, that size and of that genre absolutely well. look and, yeah. and there's look there's a variety of bands on there i mean you guys got, got ninja ninja and then you've got scalp hunter then you've got heavier bands like i'm ruin yeah. and people like that so got some post, post rock in there with yomi ship yeah, yeah look there's something there for everyone um and, and they're all high quality bands and there's some mm-hmm. up and coming bands there as well so yeah worth checking out definitely. is 459 part of that show Yep. So it's like two. So four, five, nine. I'll be going. Rosemount. I'll be going. And I think there's an outside stage possibly being set up as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Be good. And yeah, thanks for to Cool Perth Knights, Andrew, for helping out in that yeah. one as well. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Shout out Andrew Ryan. Um, we should go to that. I haven't been. To, I haven't been to Rosemount in ages. In a while. I, yeah. I have seen the new. The new the main new layout, yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. It looks it's really it good. It looks good, yeah. Yeah, it's it is good. Yeah, almost been about just under a year since we've gone there. No summer, summer. Uh, we went there, didn't we? November, December. It's cool, man. I I, I do prefer the uh, the the stage area because I feel like it's more contained. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely. Yeah. And four five nine's good. You know, they've put some cash into that, and that, that that's a nice little intimate. Uh, venue there as well. Yeah, um, I've, I've been to some good shows at Four Five Nine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's nice and tight. So. Yeah, yeah, nice, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> nice and tight. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my 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 mind's in the gutter. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, man. But interesting mm. times, and I'm glad to see you still putting shows on. Like, you're still in it. Yeah, look, I've got a few shows coming up, and again, I'll do some plugging because, hey, I don't want people to come you to got, shows. You got some new merch as well? I see some new merch. So, working. yeah, well, I've got a new band happening. We're called Twin, Serpent, Twin Serpents, and we're a three-piece doom band, and uh, we will be just in the, in, in the process of finishing writing an album and then... Uh, I would say early next year we're going to have our first show coming up and hopefully an album too. Um, influences are on that, are, are, yeah, doom metal. Um, so bands like Mono Lord and Conan and you know St. Vitus, bands like that. But then I also am bringing a little bit of a 70s synth vibe in there. I do like a lot of 70s hey. Italian horror films. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, that's a good outlet to, to slide some of that in there. I always like those albums that, you know, like in the 70s, you had like a couple of little weird interlude songs going on and, and things like that where it was like, 
like remember old Black Sabbath albums and, and you'd have an acoustic piece or a synth piece or something like that. I'm mm. thinking, well, why can't you throw that into an album? It's yeah. all it's dynamics. It's it's yeah, it's all that creativity process which I like. So yeah, that'll be happening. So um pretty excited to do that. Uh, working with a couple of dudes, Jackson from Solemn and Rory that used to be in King Zog and about 100 other bands as drummers do. Yeah. What is it with drummers? I don't know. <laughs> you know? They're fucked in the head. Oh, <laughs> that's why I changed from drums to guitar. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm also bringing back um, Black Lights and Neon Nights in, in January. Um, if you don't know what that is, that was – did about 10 of those shows at the um, – the old Civic Den uh, for a while and then did one also at Lucy's. Again, big fan of, like it says, black lights and neon nights and so I just wanted a reason to deck out a room in some psychedelic posters (laughs) and UV lights where you can, uh, you know, if you're inclined that way to trip out on um, and see some, you know, psych influence type bands and Stoner and Doom and fuzzy type bands um and you know had bands like yomi ship on there and and king's Ox. so many bands it was great the mage you know all those guys and uh yeah so i'm bringing that back in on 15th of january at lucy's um just locking in the lineup on that one so there should be more details on that so i'm looking forward to that it'll be good uh there was a nice little crowd and scene building through with that you know it was a lot of familiar faces coming through i used to do it monthly but it got a bit uh bit full on yeah. I'm going to segue really quickly because speaking of psychedelic art, we just got a piece done by Robbie Sheridan who worked on some Catan artwork as well. Yes. Yeah, so we've got that as a little bit of art. We should post that Yeah, soon. I think yeah. we're actually going to be launching that with this episode. With, with this episode, yeah. yeah. We, we teed that up so she does <laughs> We some, plan um, this. Yeah. She does some amazing art. She She's also amazing. a fantastic yeah. DJ, very creative, very talented. Yep. And um, yeah, myself and, and my partner in crime, Dave Lockyer in Catan, we had the pleasure with working with her and also going to a few of her DJ uh, events at Quigley's and, and yeah, a few other things. And it was really good. And um she yeah. goes to so many cool parties. I'm like, where the fuck do you get in yeah, one of these weird, yeah. weird house parties and weird warehouses and oh, shit? So, so cool. Yeah, no, really good. And, yeah. and it's a fantastic um, group of people that go to those shows as well, you totally. know. And, yeah. and it's a good energy amongst amongst those people. And it's like the metal thing. It's that collective energy and it's just a different vibe. And, um, yeah, no, it's really cool, really cool. So, yeah. Shout out to, to Birdie, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Birdie Louise. Um, we might chuck a link as well yeah. in our description. And uh, you can see the new art as well on the Instagram. We're going to yeah, do a we, big post about we'll it. We'll be putting that up, yeah. Thanks a lot, yeah. That is going to be good. I, I, we've been sitting on that for a while. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, I can't no, wait. Get it out there, get <laughs> it out there. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. But it's, it's cool to see, uh, yeah, p- people uh, utilising all these we got so many talented people around us. We just have to look and absolutely, and we need to to keep the ecosystem happening by willing to part with a bit of money here and there, yeah, you know, and just make it happen. It, 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 it comes full circle and it will come bound, you know, come around to you as well, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. It's just about supporting your friends and your peers and and keeping things going and keeping that energy alive amongst everybody because. Um, yeah, it does get disheartening like we put on shows and people don't come and you're like, what the hell am I doing this for? It just cost me X amount of dollars to put on a show which no one really gave a shit about. Why am I doing this? And 
you know, I've been in, in places like that at times, but um, yeah, you, you step away for a little bit and, and you recharge and you reevaluate and you come back again. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Going to keep going. How are you for a drink? You good? I'm good. This uh, <laughs> prancing pony, I thought it would taste prancing like a f- pony. F- Ferrari and a thing. <laughs> it tastes, tastes nothing like a Ferrari. Let's review our drinks for a sure. I, I got good old-fashioned VB. I've got Swamp Town. Um, <laughs> is that expired? Is that still valid? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like a. Best buy. It says it's a wet hop IPA. I don't know what a dry hop IPA would be. But, yeah. <laughs> These are not plugs, not sponsors. Um, no. This this is shit. Don't drink it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove that we're not. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Very interesting beer choice. Yeah. And then, I mean. One other show coming up. One more plug. I've got to do it. So, I've got Arm- Armageddon 6 coming up in, in May. Next uh, year, May ne- 22nd? Yeah, look, that's been uh, with everything going on with travel restrictions. I haven't been able to bring over the bands that I wanted to do. So, I've got a couple of bands from the Ukraine coming over. Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, one's called Somali Yacht Club and the other one's called Stone Jesus. And um, these are the best band names, yeah. <laughs> no, really cool, <laughs> yeah. So, I'll be bringing those guys over with uh, my good friend Anthony at Your Mate Bookings over from uh, Sydney, and um, we've got a band from Melbourne, a Doom Band called Droid, coming over. Uh, and then we've got um, geez, Apollo 80, Giant Dwarf, and Mage on the bill as well. Um, so those tickets are on sale now, you can get those through yourmatebookings.com. Um, and that should be a great show. It's just going to be good to get international bands here again, and East Coast mm. bands as well. Yeah, um, always, always a good night. The old Armageddon's. Yeah, totally. Always, yeah, always so a lot of fun. That's May twenty second at what venue was that? At? That is at the Civic, Civic which right? is now yeah. the Milk Bar. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is it the wait? Which 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 bits of Milk Bar? The main what? room. Not the the big one at the back. Yeah. So the Civic has undergone a renovation. They changed their name to the Milk Bar. Um, they are doing their relaunch, I think, next weekend. They've got the floors there, Old Blood. Uh, one other band I can't remember right now. And, um, yeah, look, they've, they've pumped some money into the place, redone it all, mm. and uh, they've got some, yeah, high-profile bands starting to go through. So, Interested to see what the Civic looks like. There's a lot of uh, fond memories there, but it's <laughs> it's it's the Civic, but not as we know it. And you know, I heard that place was going to be shut down and turned into a Dan Murphy's or something like that. So it's good yeah. to see that venue mm-hmm. venues like that. Are still I've always open. enjoyed that the the big stage in the back room. That's yeah, just like just that room itself just felt so good because it's actually a good room because there's nothing yeah. there to do except watch the band. Exactly mm-hmm. right. There's a yeah. bar at the back, but then this just room was just the band and the stage was big, good yep. lighting, everything like. The, I played a couple of gigs there and it was f- fucking amazing place to play. It's it's good place. Um, you know, stage is big, PA is good, lighting rig there was great. And, um, you know, the, the band area wasn't too far from the stage so you could just whip your, your gear straight on there mm, and off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good venue. I, I judge a, a venue by the... The ease of loading in and out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because well, remember- as a drummer, right, you've, you've, you've got to be aware of all these things that other oh, people aren't Dude, I, at, I right? remember Babushka in, in Leaderville and you had mm. to go up those stairs and it was like carrying Ampeg 810s up 
I probably had like two or three strokes oh, uh, just on the shit. on the journey up to the <laughs> up on the stairs. Oh it's, man, it's, it's crazy! So but yeah, it does make a big difference, you know. And and at the start of the day when you're loading in, yeah, it's fine. But at the end of the night when it's like one o'clock in the morning and you're half cut. <laughs> and you're dealing with people trying to get your stuff out and then you've got to walk down these stairs and mm. everything's a little bit fuzzy. Yeah, it makes life mm. a bit bit challenging. That's yeah. what I mean. That's why yeah. I down I remember used to like lugging around a four by twelve. Oh. Thinking like when I first when I first started playing being stage, like, oh shit, I need a four by twelve because yeah. all bands have four by twelves and they need a big amp, huge stage. Yeah. And then after a while I realized, oh wait, you don't actually need a huge amp because if you have a good sound guy that can mic something up. Be a small little amp. Exactly so right. Went down to a two by twelve combo. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's that whole aesthetic thing and that whole mentality. Bigger is better. But um, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I've been on stage with Tony Iommi. Yeah. And he has a wall of Marshall amplifiers. Yeah. And only two of them are real. Exactly. It's yeah. all dummy amps. It's all fucking fake. It's an illusion, man. It's all yeah. yeah like I said, aesthetics yeah. to look good. That's. I mean, that was my main goal. That's why I played bands was to look mm. good. Yep. But after a while, yeah. you start realizing, oh, wait, there's more for it. <laughs> I, w- I went through a big phase where I, I went really minimal. Yeah. I didn't even have a rack tom. It was yeah. just a snare and a floor tom and a kick drum. That's been a joy playing with Catan where I've had to play some of the drums on that, whereas just a kick, a snare, and a hi-hat. That's what you got. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You don't need any more. But you've got you to make it work. And you, you, make, you make it work, and that's what I really like. It. I only, I think I played gigs with no crash, just a ride, yep. a hi hat, yep. snare, floor time kick, and it took three seconds to set up. You know, it's actually harder to play with less drums, I think, because you've got to mm. make them sound bigger and get more out of it, and also challenge yourself to. And you're more exposed. Yeah, exactly right. Like physically, you, yeah, you, they see your whole top half. Yep. Yep. So you can't hide behind all this all this shit. Yep. Like they're seeing you. So you've got to make the show. And Spot I, I kind of kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to hold it all together with with less. You know, there's no fills around the drum kit or big crashes coming up. But you still want it to make it sound solid and tight and big. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so. which I, I do appreciate those guys that do go really complex. But oh man, when I started, yeah, yeah like we're saying back in the day. Yeah. You know, 2004, five or whatever, doing uh, drums with Terminal and had like a, I don't know, double bass. Double barrel. <laughs> Eight-piece um, uh, drum kit or something yeah. stupid. And, and all that ended up happening was my crashes <laughs> would fall off the, <laughs> the riser because, you know, I wanted to look cool with like four crashes and four toms and yeah. two floors and this and that. It, it worked, but it must have been hell to pack that thing. Oh, dude, no, no worse than backline now. So, <laughs> I think it was training for where I am today, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I've, I've played at gigs where... The the drummer after us was taking up half of the floor, yeah. setting up the whole rack yeah. thing. Oh, dude. So, the there's like, n- there's hardly anyone at the front of the stage because the drummer's built and then we finished playing and they need like five people to carry this huge big rack thing on the stage That's- that takes up half the fucking <laughs> stage. I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other yeah. thing with like big drum kits too, I mean, the setup time and then it eats into your play time and you're like, oh, what, what, is it really worth it? Yeah. Hey, if you if, if you've got like if you've got your own road crew and you've yeah. got your own uh, Go for thing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. if that's the thing, you know, cutting we that hey, obviously you've had this before where you're playing or bands gone. 
too long. Yeah. It's cut into your time. Oh. And you end up with like less set. And you're like, fuck, you got a whole the set to worst. play and you can only play like fucking five songs. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Thanks re- a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one, one gig I played was with Bayou and we had this band. I think it was at the Boston. They had this band before us that went like 15 minutes over the set time and then- they wanted to dry themselves with towels and they also had scarves on too. So, they, they took like the so scarves off the amps and made sure they were like putting scarves on. We're like, hey, guys, you're over time. Can you get the hell off stage? Oh, no, can you just wait, please? And this dude's like adjusting his scarf. Does it really have to be done on stage in front of a crowd? You know, you're not Duran Duran, mate. Just relax. I, I learned the hard way. It was Rosemount. I had just finished a gig. And I'm, I, I don't know what was in my head, but I think I had to run away and, um, like, open my car boot or something at the Rosemount yeah. car park. And all I see when I get back is Kelvin. Yeah. You, you guys know Kelvin, the mm-hmm. sound guy from yeah, Rosemount? Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, angrily pulling my stuff off and just dumping it. And he's like, mate, when you finish your set, you get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. So, sorry, I just had to open like because I was such a noob at that time. Yeah, but it, it's it's real. Like you gotta get yeah. you, you gotta not cut in. You can never eat into another band's time. No, look, like, man, there's a, a clock thing. on the side of the stage yeah. for a reason. It's not there for play school education. I mean, just <laughs> big hand goes that way, little hand yeah. goes that way. Have a look, or if it's digital, you can see the numbers. But yeah, yeah it's there for a reason. Have a look at what's going on. It's just etiquette, you know. I shat my pants when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's there anymore. But yeah, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember some memories there. Yeah. Oh, a lot of memories there. Jeez. Yeah, that was. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> gotta make more memories though. Gotta gotta look forward. Well, come to the Rosemount October the thirty first, boys. If you can, we will. I think we will. We yeah, will. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you need help, by the way, I was saying uh, while you were uh, chucking the pee that we can help out if he needs. Yeah. Some help. Well, <laughs> I'll. Keep in touch. Yeah. Always happy to, to, yeah, have hands on deck. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny's got some experience with <laughs> lifting oh, shit. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you know uh, Johnny worked a lot for EPA and all those rigging companies? Oh. Staging. Staging, sorry. Yeah. 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 A lot of long nights. <sighs> Late nights. Fucking sleeping in the car, in the car park at Burswood Dome, waiting for a show to finish. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the joys of backline life <laughs> yeah. as well. People yeah. are like, oh, you see all these great gigs, but you know, <laughs> one of my fondest memories was I was I had to do like uh, a high school. It was like some born again Christian place in so North Clarkson or something like that, and I went like an hour over the time. So I was sitting outside just waiting for this stuff going on and they're doing their sermon stuff and I'm like texting this dude, hey, man, I'm outside waiting and oh, no, it won't be that long and it's like an hour they're just sitting there. Like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, people, again, going into that thing, be mindful of the time that you're doing, guys, and yeah, just get the hell out of there. But uh, yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging. I think I, I actually enjoy doing corporate gigs more than like touring yeah. band gigs. Yeah. Because it's like the convention center and a few Yep. The theatres and stuff like that. And yep. just some of that corporate shit was just so much nicer because yep. it was so much more organised. It's all to a time frame. Mm-hmm. This is what you're doing then and you're getting out there and, yeah, yeah. it's, it's organised. Yeah. It well, yeah, you bring a band in with 12 semi-trailers into a fucking place, <laughs> nah, it's just, it's chaos. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, <laughs> lot, of, lot of moving parts to that jigsaw puzzle Ooh, yeah. going on. Yeah, it's on. weird because like, I, I, I would imagine the corporate stuff is more 
better organized. And then, well, and then, like you run into these, you know, bands with big crews and, yeah. and big production, and it's like no one knows really what's happening. Yeah, it does happen. Some dude hasn't showed up in an hour. You don't know who to call. Like it's just fucking a shit show. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's too many variables that can go wrong. Yeah, you know, and, and it does happen. You know? Mind you, the, the catering at Burswood Dome used to be on point. Yeah, right. They used to get. They used to go as catering. What a random oh, thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was your favourite amongst the catering there? Yeah. Was Ma- it the Ma- chicken, Ma- chicken old dirt? Well, herbs? we did get. We, <laughs> no, well, we did get told off for eating Megadeth's uh, dinner. Megadeth's Mega Burger. Yeah. No, we, we were working extra um, cheese. It was uh, Challenge Stadium when Megadeth were playing with. Ah, uh, who were they playing with? I can't, I can't remember. remember that, yeah. But we went. We were up in the, the top green room. We just like yeah. finished back on stage and walked upstairs. And it's like this nice big platter and stuff. We're like, oh yeah, normal catering. So we start helping themselves to food and sit down with these plates and stuff. Yeah. And then some guys, like some tour guys, walked in. And then Dave Mustaine, a few Megadeth guys, walked in. And they're like, looking around, like, where's the food? And we're just like, oh shit. You're and, e- like, eating his M Ms or something. Yeah. No, it's like full, you know, platters and you know, yeah. nice food and stuff. Yeah. And then our our um. Our site, our boss came in. He's like, "Get the fuck out! What are you doing?" We're like, well, we didn't know. Yeah, we were, hu- yeah. we were hungry. We saw food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Fuck you. No sandwiches for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't believe I'm not dead <laughs> from from this lifestyle. Yeah, it'll catch up with you. I think it will. That's I think thing. it already has. Mentally, it definitely has. <laughs> well, hey, look. You know what? It, it's that's it, true. I mean, look. If, if you keep, it is. It is a lot of it is about your mental headspace. You know, I mean, as soon as you think you're defeated and you've already lost half the battle, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep energized. You got to keep. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about looking young and stuff like that. It's it's, it's a big mental thing as well. You know? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and how you live your life. I mean, sure, you can have a few beers here and there, but nutrition, exercise, all that stuff becomes really important as you get older and, and just having a positive mindset. And, you know, you get older and more challenges come, oh, I've got to pay the bills or I've got the mortgage or this is going on in the world and this negative mm-hmm. energy is creeping on into me. And uh, you just got to learn to filter that through and stay focused and, and not lose yourself. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah, I think that's important, especially now. There's a lot of, lo- lo- lot of stuff going on. A lot of um, hills to climb. Oh, there is. A lot of, lot of things to... I mean, I'm just... The fact that we can have a beer yeah. uh, out at the pub at the moment is, is better than a lot of places at the moment. You yeah. Know, it's we're, it's we're, not something I take for granted, <laughs> even though... You know, the, and yeah. everyone used to say, or a lot of people used to say, oh, Perth, the arse end of the world, we get nothing. Well, actually, it's paid off for a change, you know? I mean, mm. because of our isolation... Um, we're able to do a lot of things that a lot of other people can't do because of their restrictions that are going yeah. on. At yeah. what cost? At what cost? At what cost, Basil? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, we're not getting no. into it. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't want to see him as the mayor. Basil's police state I 2020. I don't think it's going to happen. No. no it won't. It won't. When's our election? March? March next I year or something. So. Yeah. Oh, the what? State? No. Well. State. Well, I got the, we got the local elections. Well, I've got to vote for the local yeah, the Perth mayor, which is a local thing. That's coming yeah. up. But the state election is which is the one happening in March. I think it's a state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, because McGowan wants to try. He's trying to keep stay in, or yeah. he's trying to keep his uh, borders closed until the election or something. Yeah, like. oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Politics. Oh, 
Interesting, interesting. <laughs> hey, as, as long as we get to like keep what we have, some some semblance of what we have. I'm, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty damn happy. Pretty damn happy. Um, I was just amazed tonight. We we could grab a beer, go get a slice of pizza. How good is that? Run yeah. through run through the rain. Well, and, then, and, then, and then come and do this. Like this yeah. is this is yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it was a yeah. spin out. Like went to the to the Omroon launch last Friday. Did some backline there. Met up with you know lots of familiar faces I hadn't seen for a while, and it was just so nice to get close to people and connect. You know, mm. and not have to do it over a screen or FaceTime or that's the thing at the moment. It's all Zoom meetings and Skype meetings and this, that, and the other. And yeah, just getting in front of people and getting a beer and having that freedom to do. I want to get a pizza slice and I can do that. I haven't got some curfew, 8 p.m. If I go out, I'm going to get yeah. mm. a fine and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, hey, look, it, it'll all return back to normal in time. You just, just got to stay positive. Yeah, you just got to have faith. In no, it. I thought you got, I got to, you got to test negative. You don't want to, you don't want to stay positive. <laughs> well, <really>. it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it's typo negative and it's all right. <laughs> just depends on what it is, you know. Such yeah. a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Ah, well, we we actually have kind of a curfew. The power's going to cut out. Uh, what is the time? No, not now. No. But oh, eventually, yeah, yeah. Well, the power's yeah, eventually yeah. going to cut out. off the yeah. power for the works yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually, we, you were saying something before that you were bringing over a band from Ukraine. Yeah, so there's it? two bands from the Ukraine, Stone Jesus and Somali Yacht Club. Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's more, that's Russia. Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I've like I've always had a um, admiration for Middle East metal bands, right? So, okay. There was a while back. There was a few Iraqi, like in in Iraq. There's a bunch of metal bands over in Iraq. Which yeah, nice. It's like it's kind of like it's one thing that I went. So I went. I was in Romania a couple of years back watching Chilla. some bands. Music sounds the same no matter where you go. Yeah, it's only as soon as someone opens their mouth and sings, you realise that there's a difference in language. But music is just. It's, it's such a universal language. Yep, that's and right. It's just I don't know. There's something strange about seeing music in another country. Yep, that just you kind of like, but is hearing the same thing? Definitely. I, just, I mean, I, I always find it funny how you have foreigners that have thick accents, but when they sing, they sound American or something <laughs> like that. You're like, how are you doing that? But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, like you said, music is universal. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You know, you've got bands from Europe, UK, US, Australia, whatever, if, if there's a message there and, and there's a rhythm and a melody, mm. yeah, it's, it's going to carry through to anyone. I'm also interested in, like, scenes and how, like, he, it's a microcosm here of ev- everywhere else. Like, yep. Like, there's nothing different from this scene from anywhere else. It's yeah. It's just in in our way, um, like people have a lot more in common than they do have, you know. In, oh, absolutely! In yeah. terms of differences, like we have way more in common, and people are just trying to get by. Like pe- people are doing the same thing; they just want to be free, express themselves. It's, it's and it, it all it's all kind of the same. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Absolutely, you know? man. And you know, I mean, being a promoter, you meet a lot of um, interesting people from all over the world, and met some bands from you know all over the world and they've all got the same challenges you know (laughs) talk to some people they're going through a divorce and then they're opening up talking about oh she left me and this and that and the other and someone else is 
talking about their health issues. So, yeah, I mean, it's all universal themes that everyone's going through. Just because you might be a, a rock star doesn't yeah. mean that you're not going through those same challenges as someone mm. that's from an underground scene. Mm. And it's nice to meet those people that you that you look up to and you I don't know, worship or whatever. Yeah. And, and they're just humble people. But then there's some people I've worked with that are just terrible. <laughs> yeah, but you, you do meet some characters, oh. man, in this, In this, uh, I think, well, everywhere is kind of like that. Anywhere that's performance-based or creative, you get a lot of weird well, n- narcissistic I, tendencies. Well, the other thing too is, I mean, you're in a touring band and you have to deal with people that are not getting a lot of sleep. They're dealing with, you know, shit food, getting sick, um, still trying to keep focused and, and they've got their own challenges going on as well. So, some of them that they may crack and then, uh, you know, it'll take a bad performance or something like that and then you'll hear the end of it because it may not be you that they're actually, or they're focusing all their anger at you but is is that the underlying issue as to why they're doing it? It's all yeah, the other yeah. shit that's gone on in You'd the background. Be, you get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. exactly right and that's <laughs> yeah. just I've, the, I've, the straw I've that, there, yeah, yeah, the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> yeah. and sometimes you're just there because- yeah. um, You're the punching bag for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it happens. It happens, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, there, there, there's people that you meet sometimes, you know, I won't name names but sometimes you wish you didn't meet them. Yeah, you're like damn, I thought you were cool, and <laughs> yeah, and like like what you see or what you expect for some weird reason, based off the music and what you see, yep, of that person, and then you meet them, and then they're completely opposite. Yeah, I mean, you have that ideology in your head as to what you think they're going to be like because yeah. they've made some fantastic music, and you've read some interviews with them, and they're like, oh wow, they seem so cool, and then you meet them, and they're like. No, you're not the person that I thought you'd be and it kind of just ruins everything. And then you mm. listen to their music afterwards and you're like, I can't listen to that dude again. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. I guess you know? it's, it's probably partially our fault because we, yeah, we shouldn't idolize anyone, I guess, to that See, extent. You know, Man, look, we're all the same. We're at the end. Fucking, you we know, we no all one, bleed and we exactly. all die at the end of the day. And so. nobody knows really what the fuck is going on. So nobody really, yeah. really knows what's going no, on. No, that's it. We're that's all it. just like making it up as we go along. Just It's yeah. fucking weird. It it is it yeah. is, but uh, that's life. That's the mystery of life. Yeah, yeah. The mysteries of life. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad though that we have that history together. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I don't see myself in any other timeline. Even though there's probably, in terms of a quantum mechanic thing, there's probably like thirty different lives. Some um, lives I'm well, living. Well, that's the thing. I mean, well, you, I, you hear you know, some people go, "Oh, I wish I was born." born born in the 50s or yeah. I would have caught all these cool bands but then it's like well what about the the offset of that you know you would have I don't know whatever um, no internet or yeah. it's never all good mm. yeah there's a yeah. trade off you know and you've got to have a look at what's going on at the time and um, just be appreciative of it you know there's some awesome things happening now you know yeah. even though there's a lot of doom and gloom out there that you might see on the news just switch the bloody thing off. <laughs> yeah, yes. oh, fuck yeah. There's, there's a lot of a lot of things to be happy and grateful for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say a bit about that the media as well, because especially with bands and musicians that we see, yep, we only ever see a small sliver. Yep. We always get given. We look at them and we idolize off what we get seen. Yeah. So we don't. There's like eighty percent, eighty ninety percent of a life that we don't know, and we just see that those small bits and we go, well, that must be the person. Mm. That's exactly right. And it's like, well, meh. Yeah. 
Don't meet your idols. <laughs> but it is good. It message. is good when you meet some good people. Totally, I, had the, yeah. I had the pleasure of touring Crowbar from New Orleans um, last year through the East Coast, and always idolised those guys and um, hung out with them for a week, and they were just amazing people. Um, I think it's that Southern hospitality thing. You know, from the mm-hmm. USA, mm, totally. I was just so down to earth, and and yeah, we just really bonded with those with those people, and and so you know, there's good stories as well. Mm. Um, just because you know you're playing massive shows doesn't mean that there's going to be a massive ego that goes along with it. And meeting those people and realizing they're actually better than you thought they they are, and having some D and Ms. It's an amazing experience, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's even more thrilling when you run into a band that that they run, they operate it like a well-oiled oh. machine, and they are on board. Like all their crew members, their sound guys, they yeah. like they're all they all take it super seriously. Yeah, with like surgical like precision and it's like amazing the, to watch uh, something like that yep. you know it's just like a, yeah like a well-oiled machine yeah and you, you know? to, to be privy to that to to sit back and just watch them work it's brilliant that that can be the most <laughs> inspiring thing like some of the most um i get off on what on watching other bands go up on stage oh, i love mm. watching people's pre-show ritual yeah like just them ga- gathering their thoughts and yeah the, the team huddle, the, the every, everything, the writing, the set list, like, yep. and when you see them work, and you get you get inspired off that. It's, right? it, look, it's an amazing experience. You hang out with these dudes, and you do your day to day thing, and then I don't know, you go to the zoo or something, like <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. do the Australian thing, and then it's just that mindset switch where, all right, now it's business time, time to work, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they just yeah deliver. And it's night after night, and it, it, it is amazing mm. to watch bands do that. Totally, and to, to see them problem solve and to work through issues yeah. and to go, okay, we don't have that. Let's do this instead, and Ex- just working with what they got. Exactly. Some guys, some guys throwing up. Some guy has diarrhea. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like literally, these, these things happen on Push tour. Push through, and, and, and um, it just just shows the professionalism of, of yeah good bands. You know, everything everything that you like fear will happen always happens on tour. Oh. <laughs> Whether it be gastro or just all this shit that never happens, just happens when you're fucking on tour. Man, just things like delayed flights can be yeah. a massive issue yeah. as well. You know, you've got to be at a venue at, I don't know, whatever time it is, and then you've got a two-hour flight delay, and then you're going straight to the venue, you've had no sleep, and yep. just all those challenges. And when it's one after another, yeah, keeping that mindset positive can be a challenge. Totally, and, yeah. And then- yeah, I mean, you get on stage and, and you deliver to a crowd and you get that energy going through you. And, mm. um, yeah, seeing that that happen, that a, a, a crowd's connection to the band on the stage and that cyclical energy cycles is an amazing <laughs> thing to watch like as well. It's like a generator. Yeah, yeah. Energy. It's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's But you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, yeah. you, you guys have played in bands and yeah. then you're seeing like an audience pumped up and that pumps you up and then you mm. just- you're elevating the energy in the room, and yep. yeah, it's totally. almost a uh, a spiritual experience, yeah, you know. It's kind of religious, like a church, it is. It's like yeah. a big church, you know. Well, that's it, man. I mean, that's that's the I think that's the whole point of what churches used to be: getting in an area and elevating your consciousness. Um, yeah. To together, yeah. To manifest what's in your mind. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a thing that happens. In in shows, because mm. I, I I like to talk about the that the energy sink 
with bands. Yep. Whether in a jam room or on a stage where every... I guess there's always a point either in a song or in a set where every member just sort of clicks at the same time. Yeah. And you can you can just feel it. You actually feel it and everyone yep. sort of... Everyone knows it's happening as well. Yep. You just look at it. Just, you, it it's almost like you can't explain it. Yeah. I, like, I, I like to think you've... you've like We've all experienced that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just... I don't like I, I yeah like, you can't it's, I can't explain it. It's like it, but. being in a moment where there is nothing else going in the world. It's just a timeless, just experience, mm-hmm. and you just you just present in that that moment. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think it's very meditative, and I it think um, when you experience uh, the heights of meditation, it's the same feeling. It's uh, this. It's the same goosebump uh, well, feeling where you're like, it's the pure present moment absolutely and man. that's I, all it is and if you if you're a musician you are meditating in a way people go oh i don't i don't get this whole meditating thing well i fucking sit there on a the cushion and and go um and it's like but if you're a musician you yeah. understand what it's like being in the pure present moment 100%. You, you already have it in you yeah but you think you don't because you don't meditate but you well, already have it in you yeah a lot Talking about meditation, I've been getting into that um, recently. I've been doing sound meditation, which is amazing. Binaural stuff? Yeah, well, look, I tried one a short while ago where it was just gong meditation and there's this massive gong going on and this woman that had some amazing training just really just brought this gong alive and she got the room to resonate with this tone and the tone would just... You'd feel it. I mean, it's like you, you go to a, a dance festival or, or a metal show or something like that and the bass is just yeah, you pumping vi- vibrates, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it, you feel your body vibrating and stuff like that. It was like that with a gong and, and it was amazing for an, an hour experience of that and then bowls and things like that. Um, you know, Tibetan monks, all those dudes were doing it for, for mm. centuries. There's a reason and it's mm. because it- Frequency, man. It it's all frequency. Connects with, yeah, it connects mm. with the energy that's inside you. And that's the same with with good bands. You know, they, they can pull that off. Um, and it is a meditative experience where, where you, you're connecting with that energy inside you, that, that consciousness. And that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. deep. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. You walk out and you're just buzzing. You're like fully energized. And that's the same with meditation. That's the same with, with a live show, you know, when you're connecting yep. with something inside you, you know. The amount of gigs, you know, you come home, you know, it, regardless of whether you play the gig or you, you watch the gig, yep. you come home and you, you can't fucking sleep. No, you're just pumped up on energy, I've just, you know. I've been like after shows literally in bed just staring at the ceiling and just – Buzzing, like literally, my whole body is just buzzing. No, that's 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 tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too, but but no, honestly, like you, you, I can't sleep. Like I, I'm just restless, and uh, I'm just on a high, a and, natural high. And then you take it away from f- with you for the rest of the week. You know, you've yep. been you've just been energized by it, and, yep. and it's motivated you, and yeah, you take it away, and that's the same with with the meditation thing. Um, Tried flotation meditation as well. There's this place called Beyond Rest, which is killer. Mm. There's also um, fr- uh, float Fremantle as well in, in Fremantle. Really yeah. good. Yeah, I've been doing that. And you just go on this pod and it's complete blackness and you float there on this magnesium salt bath. Is that like that sensory deprivation? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, uh-huh. it, it sounds full on, but you, you have like this guided meditation thing going on, which just turns everything off for a little bit. 
and then you just switch off with nothing for 20 minutes. And, and in a world that's so, so much information going on all the time and people are looking at screens and everything's coming at, at, at all these angles, it's nice just to switch off and just be with yourself, you know? Mm. And, and, you know, you, 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 sometimes you just try to lay down in bed. You've had a massive day and you can't switch off because there's so much going on in your head. I think things like meditation or music or whatever it does it for you, that's not destructive like alcohol and drugs <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it yeah. could be food. It could be just sitting in front of a TV and, and becoming, you know, uh, a sloth in your time. But yeah. Yeah, just just put some time for yourself and just connecting to yourself, switching off and going within goes a long way, yeah. I think. And it that's the thing. I mean, I think people demand too much about the idea of meditation. They they look for results immediately. Yeah. They're like, "Why why aren't I calm now? It's not working." And it's like, "But think about it. <laughs> if 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 it made you 3% better." Yeah. You're able to mitigate issues just off that three percent. You're oh. less likely to maybe stab someone, or you know, fly off the handle, or just randomly jerk Dude, off. Dude, it's no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, because all these are frustrations. I thought, I thought that was meditative. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that, that's the thing, man. I mean, look, there's so much negative energy going on out there in the world, yeah. and you've got to learn how to filter through that so it doesn't bring you down. Totally, yeah. And you've got to find the right thing that resonates with you, whether that's flotation, meditation, mm. or gong or sound or whatever or yeah or the the mantras um or whatever but you know i man i did the flotation meditation for the first time and i left that place feeling charged and everything just seemed clearer and i didn't have that noise in my head of not tinnitus (laughs) but um but the thoughts just the thoughts and just being able to stop and going oh hang on Everything's not so noisy it's, now, yeah, you know? Yeah, and it's actually, everything's not that bad. Yeah, well, I, that's I'm it. not that bad. I, it's, things are not as worse as I'm making it out to be. That's it. And I think, like I was saying before, if, if I'm 3% more likely, to, uh, sorry, 3% less stressed, yep. to me that's worth it. Even if it's a little bit, but people people want the whole result. They go, mm. well, I'm still angry, so it's not working. Yeah, well, that's it's it. like, well, no, you may be a little <laughs> bit better, and it takes time. It's a slow burn. They want results straight away, yeah, yeah. and you know everything's quick action. It's just like going to the gym. You know, I've been to the gym for three times, and I'm not looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, <laughs> you know, it takes years. Mm. And but, uh, but I also believe in. Uh, economizing it so you don't don't feel like you have to do it for an hour every day no like you can do five minutes like uh, isn't this true about exercise as well absolutely that, that 10 minutes consistently yep is better than blowing your guts out once a week like on two one two hours of exercise it's right? just like practicing music it's yep. all about consistency Even if you, you want to get better just a little bit just each little day bit. Just pick, up, pick up the pen for five minutes yeah. and that's it you don't yeah. need to do a whole two three four hours of yep. whatever you know it's it's yeah, you just got to be consistent so it becomes a part of you, you know. That's the same with, yeah, the meditation. I mean, just, just stick at it and um, you know, whatever, yoga, whatever you want to try. You Anything, know, whatever your flavor is. Find something that, that's gonna, that works for you and, and it's going to help. And look, this stuff's been going on for thousands of years and people are looking for a quick fix and um, there's other alternatives to Western medicine, you know. You mm. know people need to understand that. Yeah. 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 It, look, you can go to your GP and, and get a pill to, to do whatever is going to the GP says, but there's other alternatives, yeah. you know. You can do a medical marijuana consultation up in Subiaco. 
Yeah, well, uh, hey, I might have can. to get those details off you a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's on the elevator. It's in the elevator wall outside Woolies and Subiaco. There's That's a, that right. the pharmacy does. Uh, I think it's twenty five bucks for a medical marijuana consultation from a, a licensed GP, like a proper hospital. And look, GP. at the end of the day, that's a, that's a natural remedy um, from Mother Earth. That uh, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not deemed legal by the government is an evil thing but is it really you know i mean just in this time frame it's not legal but you go back to another time and it was so i mean if something like that that is natural can be deemed legal but you get other prescription medication i mean what what, what's the greater demon really you know only it's not real weed it's all cbd there's no thc oh stuff that then They seem to have a real issue with the psychoactive, uh, psychoactive property. Yeah, yeah they just oh, look, they don't yeah, want people being Yeah, and that's the hurt. thing, you know, they don't want to, don't want to be liable if someone exactly. flips out. And it's all going to – some people, yeah, that it may not work for them. Some it does. Mm. And it's like the meditation thing or totally. the alternative medicine. You've got to find out what works for you. I mean, yeah, experience life, mm. you know. I mean, I, I, I am a big advocate for the legal legalization of cannabis, but I also understand – Absolutely, it's not the solution for everything. No, it's no. not a it's not a wonder drug. But, no, but certainly the vilification and the demonization of it is definitely over the top. Oh, hundred percent. And I think yeah. even the most like even someone that doesn't is not interested in consuming it at all. I think even they know that. Yeah, look it, to to lock someone up for a plant is really archaic. It's really old. You know, school. alcohol is legal, but marijuana isn't. You know, they're both drugs. You know, it's just controlling them. You know, and, mm. and you could have too much alcohol, you can become an alcoholic. But because it's sold at Dan Murphy's or wherever it is, and then that's okay. But yeah. it's not. You know, whatever you do, you got to do it in moderation. You mm. know. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what my dad used to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> legalize. Yeah, I didn't say legalize cannabis. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you uh, have anything else you wanted to plug, real quick? Um. Yeah, hire some backline so I can buy some cannabis. No, <laughs> just <laughs> I want a plug. That is the best plug. <laughs> oh. No, look. As I said. <laughs> Yeah. I'd have to cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're living. No, nah, look, we, we <laughs> nah, look, um, had a plug of the three shows. New band Twin Serpents coming out, Catan. A little bit quiet at the moment, but we we're still working on stuff. A um, lot of good things going on out there. Stay positive, stay healthy, and that's about it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Mm. Thank you so much, Brendan, for coming on. Pleasure. It's good to catch up with you again. Oh, my Thanks, God. Thanks, lads. Yeah. This is, this is awesome. I'm glad we stuck it out and booked a date. But Man, all the good thing, things are worth the wait. Oh, totally. You know? And don't, let, let's not make it the uh, the last time. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. Thanks, man. We're going to uh, get our ass, uh, our asses into gear and, and plug some shit and yeah. re-engage and, and reinvigorate ourselves. I think now is the perfect time to do it. Share Bertie's art too. Yes, we will. Yes. Shout out to Bertie Louise for the amazing artwork. Rest in peace, Van Halen. Uh, yeah. Uh, stay, stay cool, I guess. Just uh, stay happy. Stay, stay positive. Happy, stay, stay happy, positive. people. There's a lot feel of good the- things on out there. <laughs> yes. Feel the energy. Yeah. Mission Control. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.